Hello and welcome everyone to the Key to Licensing One Simple Idea, simplifying licensing for inventors, product developers, and idea people. If you are here looking to learn about how to get your product to market through the route of licensing, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and make sure to join the others who are on their licensing journey. Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight podcast. We have a former student of ours, CJ Izuko, here to tell his story about how he went from Shark Tank failure, as he says, to licensing his product. So thank you so much, CJ, for coming onto the show and telling us your story. Oh, thanks so much. It's great to be able to chat with you. All right, so let's get the background here. When, uh, where uh, were you when you came up with the project and the idea that you've come to, you know, uh, get licensed at this point, but give us a little bit of your story and and, uh, what your journey was like. Yeah, so, um, you know, my background is a little more, uh, it was, was professional. I, early in my career, I had an engineering degree and worked in consulting. I have an MBA from Warden. Um, and I uh, just had this idea, really, it started out just kind of as a joke with my friends that um, with cameras increasingly in, uh, at that time, MacBooks and then iPads, um, that I was going to become what I called the iBlock. Uh, which is going to be a uh, an iBlock millionaire by covering people's webcam covers. And uh, when was this? Webcams. And so this oh. was 2013. Okay, 2013. Um, and webcams had just started to really be integrated into uh, computers. And mm-hmm. um, I was at the time I was reading, um, you know, the Lean Startup and some of these Four Hour Work Week, all these different books around how do you test an idea and. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long weekend, 4th of July, I was in DC and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw up a landing page. So I threw up a landing page that said, iBlock, uh, get iBlock, you're being watched. Um, it was right around when Snowden first kind of came, uh, to the forefront. So at that time it was really about government spying on you. Yeah. And I threw up a ad on a conservative blog, um, and got a bunch of clicks and it was amazing. And I had no product. I just had a landing page. Um, but that was, that was the uh, germ of the idea. And, you know, I would joke that my main competitor was duct tape or post-it notes. And, um, yeah. But uh, I, I still thought there was something there. There was some kind of product there. And, no, you were not afraid to put up a landing page without having filed any type of protection on the idea? No, you know, I think um, I felt early on that, that it was going to be hard to patent this idea. Okay. Um, although we do now have a patented version, which I can get into, but, um, and I just, I, you know, my view on entrepreneurship and what I was taught is it, you share your idea because mm-hmm. it's not about the idea. It's about the execution. Correct. And, um, I, the idea gets better by sharing it. So yeah. I, um, I went on at what at the time was called Elance, which is now called Upwork. Yes. I posted a posting that said, hey, I, I have this idea. I want like a chip clip to cover your webcam cover. Can someone design it for me? I got a bunch of bids and for about a couple hundred dollars, I had a team out of MIT. They were like these like recent graduate students or recent graduates who designed. They said, well, you don't want a chip clip because there's a spring in it and that'll be expensive. Something more like a money clip. Yeah. And so they designed this thing with me that had uh, it was shaped like a shield. Um, and this all happened very, very fast within about two weeks. Oh, okay. And um, you know, I was like, oh, this is cool. 
and uh, there's 3D printing was available as, as at the time. Um, there's a company called Shapeways, which is still around that you can order yeah. from. Um, and I, uh, you know, was getting excited about the design, had, had the CADs, um, and I was sitting in my kitchen, had about 20 different chip clips. So even before I knew about InventRight, I had ordered similar, like what I thought might be the thing to kind of feel yes. plastic, feel Howard. So I had all, all these different chip clips, um, chip clips, you know, to hold your chips and keep them fresh. Um, because I was thinking that was the type of mechanism that might work to cover your webcam cover. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, a guy that was renovating my bathroom said, hey, have you ever thought about going on Shark Tank? I said, what's Shark Tank? He says, oh, it's a show with Mark Cuban. Now, at that time, they were in season four. Um, I was like, oh, I think I heard of it. He's like, this would be a great idea. And I actually said, well, I think I have a friend. Um, I was at a wedding, and, and my, my, my cousin is dating a guy that works on Shark Tank. Let me email him. So I emailed my idea. I said, hey, I have this crazy idea. Like, we're being watched. Like, we got to stop this. And, you know, the solution is a chip clip. And he said, well, I don't work there anymore, but this is pretty hilarious. Why don't we, let me just email the producer. And I said, well, mm -hmm. hold on. I don't even have a product yet. And he said, well, well, email. So he said, I said, wait a week. So in a week, I had the drawings. I still didn't have the product. Okay. And on Wednesday, um, I sent, like, a digital prototype to Shark Tank. And they said, this is hilarious. Send us a video. We, we want you to apply. Um, so instead of going through the normal kind of, you know, long apl application standards, I, I just sent this in. I said, well, I don't have a product. Can I do it when I get back? Um, I was about to go on vacation. He said, no, I need it now. So actually on my lunch break, I went to the DC public library. They had just mm -hmm. gotten a 3D printer and begged the guy. I said, hey, man, I got a chance to be on Shark Tank. Will you print this thing for me? He's like, dude, we've only had the Shark We've only had the printer for, for a month or so. It's, it's like a three-week waiting period. I said, oh, please just print it. It's this tiny thing. So I got, I convinced them to print it. So now I had the first prototype. Nice. I it at the public library. And my brother, my wife had a camcorder. My brother, who's, who's uh, about 12 years younger than me and had watched Shark Tank a lot, came over. Um, we wrote up a script. I sent it to my buddy. And, you know, I've done other type of fundraising. Really, the goal was to try to get on the show. So I took on yeah. this persona, um, this persona of CJ, who... I thought I was being watched. And if you see the episode, I'm like, America, we're being watched. And Oh my gosh. And, you know, Mark Cuban, how do you know you're not being watched right now? And in the, in the pitch, I said, you know, Michael Eisner, CEO of Disney, you're like totally irresponsible that none of your employees have this. And then I kind of pull out this little crappy piece of plastic and say, well, <laughs> this, 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 this is the solution. Um, and we did three takes and my brother just kept saying, be crazier, be crazier. Um, I uploaded on Vimeo. I signed the release form, didn't even fill out the rest of the application. Uh, went on vacation to a friend's wedding in, in Central America, uh, literally landed. The first email I got said, oh, thanks for submitting. The second email I got like after dinner said, this is hilarious. I'm going to show it to ABC on Monday because it's a production company. Correct. By Wednesday, by Wednesday, I went camping. I came out. They said, congratulations. Uh, you need to be in Hollywood in six weeks to film. I'd never sold one. I'd never tried to sell one. All I had was this one prototype and Shark Tank said, come on on the show. Oh my so God. Now was, that kind of, crazy. that doesn't really happen these days with the Shark Tank situation. Like they're. I think it could. I honestly do. Well, I, I'd say two things. One is um, for Shark Tank, you got to remember, it, at least in my opinion, um, it's a TV show, not an investment. Correct. And so um, I think what happened at the time was someone decided this was a hot topic. Uh, Miss America's camera had been hacked. Um, and they had already filmed the first half of the season. So they were about to film the second half. They do a filming and I don't know what's gonna happen with COVID, but historically they've done a filming around May, June and then another one in September. Um, so it was between those two periods. And they said, um, so I, I do think that 
Um, they can fast track people. The other thing to keep in mind, and I'm sure your listeners know and you know that um, only about two thirds of the uh, of the people that go on actually make it to air. So, so right. they tape more than they show. Yeah. Um, so, so as soon as you get it, so, so I got assigned the producer, we work through my story. You know, they don't tell you what to say, but you come up with 20 questions that you might get and you practice and you practice and you practice your pitch. Um, in that time frame, I set up an, a website, I set up a website on Shopify. I um, made a listing on amazon.com, which is amazing because if you think about different channels, you know, if you want to get into, if you want to get the shelves of Target, it's a year process probably. If you want to get onto Amazon, right. you can list something in an hour. Yeah. Um, and excuse me, and there's good and bad with that, but it allowed me to get my product up there. I went to Shapeways. I ordered three, three of my designs, sent it to FBA, you know, filmed by Amazon. And by the time I was on the show, I had sold like 50, like five zero, like one or two a day. And so I was pretty proud of myself. I'm like, hey, I mm-hmm. did all this in six weeks. Um, yeah, so it was a joke, but like, you know, this, this is a real need. People are worried about this. And, right. um, you know, by the time I, I went to film, I had kind of convinced myself it was a real, it was, it, it, it should be fundable. Now, my friends were like, this is ridiculous. You're not going to get funded. Um, but I think by the time I had prepped for those six weeks and, you know, I kind of thought I convinced them, why not take a chance? I mean, look what I've been able to accomplish so quickly. Um, and on top of that, Robert, one of the sharks, his job is IT security. And right. if you watch the episode, he right away said, yes, this is a real problem. So, um, you know, you go in there, I filmed for about 45 minutes. Um, they cut it down to six minutes. Uh, if you watch the episode, they look like they were pretty mean to me. Uh, they were actually pretty nice, except for Mr. Wonderful, who was really a jerk the whole time. Um, uh, and, you know, their feedback was, you know, okay, you've convinced me this is a problem in 2014 or 2013. It filmed, it, it aired in January of 14, so we filmed in 13. Okay. Um, but, you know, you haven't convinced me this is a product that can sell. And, you know, Lori's feedback was, this is a piece of plastic that people are going to pay a buck for. I don't get involved in businesses that you don't sell stuff for 20 bucks or more or for 40 bucks because you need marketing dollars behind. You need money for the distributors. Um, at the time I was selling it for $10 and they all felt that that was a little high. Um, and, uh, you know, I walked out without a deal. Um, mm-hmm. It was honestly one of the hardest business things I've ever done because it's just so unlike a real true negotiation you walk into this room they don't know anything about you they don't know anything about your company um and you can't take notes and basically each person takes a turn kind of having a soliloquy for the for the cameras so it's not you know while while there are components that are clearly just like the regular business world it's also a tv show correct uh, in a reality tv that yeah that's at the end of the day that is what yeah yeah do you hear that a lot from your students and from your colleagues yeah it's it's tv it's not necessarily, yeah. it's not reality. It is at the yeah. end of the day, the main thing is that it is, you know, television. It's television. Yeah. It's, it's entertainment. And that's the industry it's in. And so it doesn't, yeah. um, a lot of individuals get confused because they see inventors and individuals come to the shark tank and um, and think that's that's how creating a business or a company or getting a product on the market, that's how it goes, that you have to yeah. go on Shark Tank to do it. Um, yeah. And so I think it, although it's, you know, a great show and definitely entertaining and um, a, a wonderful opportunity and a learning experience, 
it's not how you necessarily get a product to market is by going, you know, doing Shark Tank. Yeah. So I, I thousand percent agree. Yeah. And it is, it is a life experience. I mean, I had a trailer and yeah. you, know, you come out, you come out and they assign a psychologist to you who comes and sits with you right afterwards. Um, it's like a psychologist to the reality TV star. She does like survivor and all this because people come out of there and they don't know what hit them. They might've just sold their whole business. They might've just been told their life work is worthless. You know, it's like a so, deep a way to process what just happened yeah, and the, was, what, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually that's amazing. fascinating that they had a psychologist. That and she says she says something to me that I think about all the time, which is, um, you're going to go over this. You're going to go over every minute of this for a long time. It's just natural. Yeah. But do you really think anything you could have done would have changed the outcome? Mm-hmm. Um, don't beat yourself up. And yeah. I think that's true. When I got away from it, um, you know, it was it was it, the product wasn't ready, um, and um, you know, the main outcome that I started with was try to get on air and we achieved that. I mean, I said, how many of you have been naked in front of your computer? And like, they all raised their hands. And like my <laughs> producer said, it, my producer said like, as soon as that moment hit, like she knew we were going to air because it was just like a good TV moment. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so I think, um, you know, if you watch one other thing that happened is I was just going to do it once, um, use a webcam cover to cover the camera. And right as I was going out that said, Hey, uh, CJ, we're not sure we can get the tight shot. If you just do it once, can you please do it twice? And um, for fun, I had been taking improv classes in DC. So I was like pretty geared up in this like character of CJ. So if you watch the episode, I'm like, did you catch it? Let me do it again. Let me do it again. So like I kind of hand it up a lot. Um, the other line that my brother would never let me live down is, they said, well, how many of you sold? Because I said I was a fast growing company. And I said, 50. And Damon's like, 50,000? I'm like, no, 50, you know? Whenever I tell my brother anything, like, oh, I had a good day. We sold like, you know, 10 on Amazon. It's like 10,000. I'm like, no, 10. That's awesome. That's so funny. That's great. I love it. You know, at this point, it was seven years ago. And the other thing that was interesting was, as I mentioned before the call, you know, my full name is Craig. I had this persona of acting like a lunatic. So I went by my initial CJ, John's my middle name, because I was kind of, um, afraid it might tarnish my professional image being up there. And in high, you know, since then, it's really been, it, it just, I think people really respect that I took that chance, um, that I put myself out there and, and it's helped define me as a person and entrepreneur. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, although CJ does act a little more crazy than Craig every once in a while. So mm-hmm. it's still kind of fun to have, uh, ha- ha- you know, think of it that way. But, but it was so, so I came out of Shark Tank, had this piece of plastic, um, had it mass produced in China, um, and land up selling $80,000 worth when it aired on Amazon. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, said, okay, there's something here. Um, you know, I hadn't invested much. My, my wife basically said that I could sell a bicycle for a thousand bucks. And that's about how much I could invest. She didn't want me to invest money in it. Um, and during that time I decided to leave my job and I was just kind of exploring what was next. And, okay. um, you know, was considering doing iBlock full time. This was 2014. Mm-hmm. but actually decided to pursue a different opportunity, which was moved from DC out to Silicon Valley. I joined a company called Shift, uh, shift.com, which we sell used cars online. Um, and I joined as the first employee. Um, and it was kind of this, this it had the ingredients to be a venture-backed business. And um, I, I put iBlock on the back burner. Um, okay. And, you know, at that time, it was the right decision. Shift went on to raise while I was there over $100 million, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, there's some competitors that have gone public. We haven't gone public yet, Carvana and Broom, but it was the right decision for me. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I just kind of, you know, had this company iBlock. I still had the website up, um, would still get some sales, um, but but was kind of, you know, moving on professionally. And then um, had anyone knocked you off at this point? So during this time where you've had it already like on Amazon yeah. and then you're selling it and then you're obviously you know, there a, yeah there was there was a competitor it turned out I you know after I invented you know what I thought was a, a new product um, there was a someone else that had a product that had a different approach they had uh, basically a little slider so it had glue on the back and at this point you might have seen them people would give them away um, and so that was a company called C slide which which is actually um, comes back later in the story but C slide was around but you know, I wasn't really watching it. Um, yeah. I came across a I came across a product that I absolutely loved called the Spy Shutter, that mm -hmm. used um, magnets inside the MacBook to stay in place. And, cool. Um, I got in touch with that entrepreneur. It turned out he was also his side hustle. Ah. He's, uh, he's an executive at now at um, a major major business. I mean, he's a president. He was at the time he was president of a European business, and now he's a, a VP of a very large international business. We, you know, exchanged emails. We, we land up meeting up when he was in San Francisco with his kid. Um, you know, this was his side hustle as well. Uh, and I actually, at the time, uh, when I was at Shift, said, hey, would you like to buy iBlock? Because I still air three times a year and I get a big yeah. bump of traffic. Um, he said no. So I went to, uh, I left Shift, went to Airbnb uh, in a corporate finance job there. And um, when I got there, everyone had their webcams covered. And then Christmas came around and they were giving away branded webcam covers as one of the items that said mm -hmm. Airbnb on it. And I was like, wow, you know, this is five years later. This is an industry. I went on Amazon and not necessarily knocked me off, but there were dozens of different webcam covers on there. Um, C-Slide had sold uh, to the private equity group. They had focused on the promotional products industry. So putting yeah. these logos on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, man, this is this is really interesting. There's something with iBlock. Maybe I should look back at this. And um, I, I was at Airbnb, but it wasn't really for me. I, I'm really an entrepreneur. By by this time, 2018, it was already a pretty big company. And I decided to leave and said to my wife, I need, let me have six months to see if I can just make a living doing consulting or something. And right as that was happening, uh, the inventor, Carl from Spy Shutter, emailed me and said, CJ, um, I'm taking a new role. Would you like to buy a spy shutter from me? Um, we have a patent. Um, it's been issued. And, uh, you know, our sales last year were about $80,000. You know, would, would you like to buy it? And um, we negotiated and I bought it and bought, bought his inventory and his, um, and we're still, you know, we're still friends. It was, it was a, it was a friendly negotiation. Nice. He really as a, he really as an inventor just wants to see it succeed. Yeah. Um, you know, he just, he, he's made lots of money in other things and he just, he could tell that him and him and his wife were in the business. They just weren't going to get it to the next stage. Okay. And so I took it on and, um, went back to that promotional products business that I had seen do well with, um, with, with, uh, with C slide. Yeah. Um, we, we went to market and looked and introduced a new product called the Nano Block, mm -hmm. which um, does not have a patent, but we worked with our suppliers in China to like test a bunch of materials and, and come up with a solution that we thought that was the best. And that's when I uh, came to InventRight and said, um, my dream would be to take Spy Shutter and license it to, to a big company. Can you help mm -hmm. me think through that? Um, 
And it's interesting because my story is really a hybrid of, of different approaches, it's not just about licensing. So yeah, it um, is a very, it's very much a hybrid. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we already had a patent, but then we had a second product that wasn't patented. Um, we had a little bit of a brand, we had a little bit of sales. Um, and, you know, through my conversations with your team, uh, first I did go out and try and license it. So, um, you know, I went to basically the three or four largest players, including a company called Kensington, which is a division of ACO, which is like a giant office supply company. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of using your techniques, reached out to them, reached out to them on LinkedIn. I got a meeting with Kensington in um, fall of 2018 and showed them the product. It was still in kind of spy shutters packaging. And I said, look, this thing could be huge. Um, please just license it from me. And they took it to the sales team and said no. Uh, and working with, with uh, InventRight, they said, well, you know, one technique is to, to cut up how you do the licensing. And so I went back to C-Slide, that company that I had watched actually grow and was doing a lot of promotional business and said, would you guys be interested in having the um, promotional products licensing rights to this product? Um, and they said, yes. And so we negotiated a deal around that um and uh you know in the interim i was selling directly to promotional products selling you know we, we land up selling to, to some companies like um o'reilly media which is a big technology company mm -hmm. uh, pivotal labs um even uber ordered 100 netflix ordered 100 so we had started to do this we had tried to figure out the promotional products business but you know we had the supplier from china from before from the previous owner um but it was it was it was it was both really good because what's great about promotional products is that you don't need to worry. The channel is, is pretty clear. Yes. Um, you don't have to get approved by 20 people at Walmart or, or Target or whoever. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, so, and when it hits, it's awesome. And if you get a reorder, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but what we found was it was very hard for us to build a relationship with the 10,000 plus distributors out there who then yep. go and sell to the companies. Correct. So we got, so we got some inbound. Um, we tried to build some relationships with some distributors, but ultimately just decided that we wanted to license it. And so we licensed uh, the iBlock to C-Slide. Uh -huh. we, we also were able to license, um, it's not quite a licensing deal because we still uh, control the manufacturing. It's more like a wholesale deal, but um, PCNA, Polyconcept, which is the world's largest commercial products company, um, licensed our NanoBlock. Um, and so they're now out representing Nanoblock in the promotional products industry, and we're just doing fulfillment. So we got out of the that piece of the business, but over that 12 to 18 month period, we proved that there was some demand there. We we, yeah. we, we built we built a little profitable business, mm -hmm. um, and so. Uh, but I still really wanted to figure out how to get this into the mass market direct channel, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so so that's you know, that was really um, where I worked with you guys and just thought about how to, how to pitch it. And, and we kind of caught a break. There's a company called CDW, which is the world's largest distributor of computers and electronics. Yeah, um, very familiar with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, so CDW. Um, do I hear a, a Midwest accent? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, so from that... I'm, I'm from Michigan and these companies are all in Kensington and or ACO and CDW all in Chicago. Yes. Um, and so uh, you, you might have friends that work there or know it. But yeah, so we, 
um, we got a call out of the blue from CDW saying that they have a client that wants to install um, our webcam cover for MacBook on every single one of their computers that they buy. Wow. Could she buy, could she buy 200 um, and she'll pay full price? And we said, great. So I then at that moment thought I had it made. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the manufacturer lined up. We had CDW lined up. But it turned out that she had a client asking for it, but for me to sell to the rest of CW, I had to be in their catalog. And that was basically impossible for me to do as a small business. Um, And I went to some of the other distributors, tried to get them to carry it, even with kind of the example of CDW having one client that in the end actually did $80,000 worth of purchases just in uh, a year for one of their clients. So imagine if we could get 10 of their clients or 20 of their clients. Um, even with that hook, I wasn't able to get anyone to carry my product, um, that, that would, that could sell into the CDW channel. Um, and so I was a little bit bummed about, there were a lot of false starts. I got a lot of congratulations. You know, you're in the CDW system only to find out that there were five other reasons I wasn't yet. Right. Um, because I basically had this one internal sales rep who very much believed in us and believed in the product. Um, and she was doing what she could, but it wasn't really her job to onboard new products. Right. Um, and so uh, fate would have it, I was still doing consulting on the side. And in December of 2019, about a year after I first met with Kensington, I pulled up to the office of this client um, who had been working with remotely. And it's this nondescript office park in San Mateo. Um, and there's three companies in this building. And the startup I was consulting to was in the ground floor. And Kensington, who I had met with 12 months earlier, was was upstairs. And I said, man, this is meant to be. So oh, my God. I, I emailed the product manager. I said, you know, hey, I'm in the building. Um, can I come meet with you? She ignored me. I went back the next week. I knocked on the door. Reception said, oh, hey, I'm just here to see, you know, um, you know the, the head of global product management. I have some products I want to give to her. Uh, is she here? You know, the receptionist disappeared. She's like, oh, actually, she's out today. I said, okay. So I emailed her every week for like three or four weeks being like, this is meant to be, like it's fate, like we have the CDW product, um, please meet me with me. She finally said yes. And I showed her our product. It had been, it was in better packaging. It had been refined a little bit since um, we had pitched her 12 months earlier. And mm-hmm. most importantly, I had CDW saying, you know, we, we, this is, CJ's not lying. We really did buy $80,000 worth of these things. Yeah. Um, both the nano block, which which you know um, is not is not patented, and the i block, which is the MacBook, um, and so she took it to her sales team, and uh, invited me back in January to meet with her team, and said uh, we're going to move forward. We want to we want you to make a version for us, um, and we had designed a new version that had a a couple upgrades, you know, basically a little bit thinner, a second hole so that the ambient light sensor on the MacBook works. Um, and we hadn't launched it yet. And I said, great, we'll launch this one for you. You know, let's, let's design this for you. Um, do you want to manufacture it? And she said, well, if you have the manufacturing, why don't you just keep manufacturing? We'd actually switched from, uh, we had switched our manufacturing from the original one in China to a, to one in Taiwan and my business, uh, associate who I've been, uh, known for 20 years, um, and been helping me with this, this business. He had worked with this, uh, supplier in Taiwan for a long time. So we had, and even though it's a thin strip of metal, it turns out it's kind of hard to get it right because you got to get the paint right, you got to get the coating right. Mm-hmm. Um, there can't be burrs. Uh, so we had spent 
quite a lot of time refining the manufacturing process. Wow. Um, and, and even with that, um, once we got this handshake agreement with Kensington in January, uh, they assigned us a product manager from their team. Um, and, you know, obviously working with their team in, in Asia as well. This was right as COVID hit. So our, our factory in Taiwan was open, um, but the factories in China weren't. And we um, really uh, made the product much better thanks to Kensington. They had a lot of different testing that, you know, we wouldn't have necessarily have done in the past. Um, they gave us some different advice on materials. So we added some, um, some buffer to the, to the unit. Uh, you know, they, um, you know, did all the banned substance testing, all the things that you would imagine a big company has to do. Yeah. Um, and they did that for our product out of, uh, Taiwan. They also did it for our product out of, uh, mainland China, which was a nano block, which we had developed. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, until really until yesterday when the press release went out, yeah. Uh, maybe when when the purchase order first came in, uh, two weeks ago, um, I couldn't sleep for for four months because it is such a huge opportunity. Yes. Um, you know, once you're in that system, uh, not only can they push it into CDW, you know, I look at the packaging and uh, it's got twelve different languages on the back because they're Gosh. going to distribute it globally. They're gonna be um, distributing it globally. Holy you know, I got an you know, I got an email this morning from our contact saying, you know, great news. Uh, EU is gonna carry it and I'm talking to China and Chile today. Um, and so that's this stuff we never could have got that scale. And you know, I went I, I kind of offered them a deal they couldn't refuse. You know was it a licensing you know, deal or was it kind of a uh, so in in the end yeah, it was interesting because I had offered them a licensing deal originally. Yeah. I was willing to offer, offer them a licensing deal again. And they said, well, if you have the manufacturing, you handle the manufacturing. Okay. And, um, you know, if, um, if, uh, you know, and, and they were just, I said, okay, but then, you know, you, you know, I have the cost of capital. It's going to work on my side. I'm going to charge you more. Right. Correct. Just right. Licensing deal. Right. Um, and, they were fine with that. And so we, we signed the distribution. It, it ultimately was a distribution deal. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, it was kind of a, a funny in the meeting um, uh, that that meeting when they were asking, you know, the, the follow up meeting in January, uh, you know, we walked in there and we were very professional. I mean, my partner, my partner, his background is he actually invented the speaker chair. I don't know if you remember the gaming speaker furniture. He sold his business to Razor. They did twenty million dollars in a year through Brookstone and wow. uh, Best Buy. And so he, he, you know, he legitimately has product development experience. I do not. I mean, I, I'm not a. My my day job was in energy efficiency and and technology. It wasn't yeah in, yeah in, in product manufacturing, in products. So, um, you know, but we ultimately kind of, we ultimately started, you know. Uh, through, through these conversations, this conversation, we, they said, well, can we put our branding on it? And I said, uh, you know, I don't think I'm being clear. Like, we just want to sell a lot of these. You can do whatever you want. Like, you know, let's just do this. You know, let's, you know, we want to sell a shit ton of these things. Yeah. And, you know, 10, minute, 10 minutes later, she said, well, could we sell it on Amazon? I'm like, I'm not sure you're listening. Like, we just want to sell a shit ton, whatever you want. Like, you can, we just want to give it to you. We want you to sell it, you know? Like, you guys are in much better position than us to sell it. So, um, <laughs> You know, it became so a little funny. bit funny because because we're in this like corporate environment and I'm sitting there yelling, you know, 
swearing and asking them if I need to write shit ton on the board if they're not getting it. And it's like these engineers, these big, so it was a little bit of a My God, scene. that's so, uh, first of I all, that yeah. would need to be a recorded meeting. So we, that could uh, be put on YouTube because it's such a different, yeah. that you can see the different like personality yeah. traits from like engineers, no offense to any engineers out there, but I probably am offending you. Yeah. Um, and then, and then well, like yeah. you and I who are like swearing yeah. and like, we're just yeah. like, we're waving flags and people say like, do you not get yeah. this? Like, are you not hearing yeah. the words that yeah. are coming out of my well, mouth? No. You know, now like. You're, now you're <laughs> encouraging me. I, I was holding back, but so the truth oh. of the whole story is, so we walk in there and these people are very professional. They've, they've, you know, product managed probably hundreds of millions of dollars in products. Oh them. yeah. You yeah. know, I've product managed none. Do you uh, get not, intimidated you know, by that, them. by the way? Like, does it ever intimidate yeah. you when you're um, talking? I mean, you, you have yeah. a very strong background as well, you know, yeah. engineering and MBA. Think, does it intimidate you to uh, when you, you know, have, I, like, what do you think? I, um, I think a couple of things. One is, uh, listen to, you know, my, my early training was working with big corporations. I worked for McKinsey and Company, so we were yeah. senior execs. So, so yeah. that doesn't intimidate me. I think I'm very honest and say, I don't, you know, you're the expert on this. I don't know. How right. To, you know, do restricted material testing. I've never done it before. Tell me yeah. how it works. Yeah. Tell me what could go wrong and let's do this. Right. And yeah. Um, you know, and so I really just tried this whole process has been extremely about learning, right? Like how yes. do I, I know I have this amazing product. Okay. The licensing, you're not ready to take a chance because I haven't proven it yet. Okay. I understand. Um, okay. Now I've, now I've, you know, CW, you have one client. Okay. I understand you can't, you know, I haven't been in business. My revenues aren't high enough and Ingram micro, you know, my revenues aren't high enough to meet your new, you know, top down order on size of business that you're going to work with. So mm -hmm. I just kept looking for how could I do it. And ultimately I found out that, you know, if Kensington, if it was distributed by Kensington, it'd be in CW, CW catalog in two days. Yeah. They told me. Yeah. And, um, so, so what, you know, you talk about raising flags. So in this meeting, you know, it was going okay. And I pick up, I have a box of um, nano blocks, which is a box of 50 and I pick it up and I'm like, and it's tiny, it's three inches by three inches by three inches cube. And I pick it up and I drop it on the table. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I'm not being clear, but that is $500. Imagine each time you sell one of those, it's $500. And this is tiny, you can fit in your warehouse. Why, let's just do this deal. And then like I pick up a box of eye blocks which are made out of metal and they, we have a box, a case of 200. So it's a little bit you know, heavier. And I pick it up and I drop it on the table, it makes a big bang. And these, you know, the team is looking at me like, this guy is crazy. Yeah, and uh, you're, like, you're legit like, certifiable I'm at this like, point in their I'm eyes. Like, I'm like, that <laughs> is $4,000. You know, we sell that case for $4,000. Like, I don't, you know, you don't have to, pay, you know, I'm not asking you to pay me $4,000. We're going to negotiate a fair price. I'm going to give you most of the money because you have to pay for marketing and distribution and whatever. Yeah. And I believe that you're going to be able to get, you know, four, five, 10 times as much sales as me. So it's worth it to me to sell it to you very cheaply. And please like, let's just do this deal. And, yeah. you know, we got home, we were laughing. My friend was staying with me because he lives in LA and, and he's just like, man, if you don't close this deal, your wife is going to kill you because the way you behaved in that meeting, she's going to be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you know, 
Um, but, and my wife is extremely supportive and always has been, but you know, I think my, that's my approach. And sometimes that casual approach works and sometimes it's really off putting. Um, and, uh, you know, thankfully the people at Kensington, um, were willing to take a chance, uh, you know, willing to work with me and, um, you know, the, the things that were working, you know, they had product in their hand. Yeah. We had a plan on how to improve it. We, you know, we had, we had, uh, a year's worth of sales. We did about a quarter million dollars across all our products um, in 2019, uh, you know, just by ourselves to scrapping, you know, yeah. ourselves, you know, and so, so, so that gave us credibility, you know, a customer that wanted to give us credibility. Yeah. And most importantly, Kensington's own sales team said, okay, we think we can sell this, um, you know, let's figure out how to get a deal done. And so that was kind of how it came together. Thank, thank goodness they, they took that chance on us. And then the process of getting it to Kensington standards, you know, every time I, I said at the beginning to the, to the lead engineer, what are some things that could go wrong? So I could try and anticipate them, you know, Yes. He's like, oh man, he's like, man, I've seen so many things go wrong. I'm like, okay, like all of it, you know, our, our parts are pretty simple. There's no electronics and, um, and, you know, you won't believe the things that went wrong in terms of, you know, we, we um, I thought we were at the finish line. We had approved a new painting process. We get the 500 samples. Um, and we notice, and Kensington notices that it's the old painting process. Oh. So we call our, we call our, you know, our, our partner in China and say, what happened? They're like, oh, we wanted to save some money. So we, we went back to the old process. We're like, what are you talking about? Like the most important thing is quality. Um, and then we got, uh, to the final step of testing and, um, you know, we've been printing on these things for years here in the U S, um, for promotional. And it doesn't, they do this test where they put tape on it and rip off the logo where the logo faded. And we're like, how did this happen? You know, like, so yeah. back launch another two weeks, like, oh, we, we just need to like heat it for another 10 minutes or at a higher temperature, you know, that, you know, there's a solution. Yeah. And so each one of these, um, and, and of course to Kensington, yes, it's important for them, but this is one of 20 things they're working on. This is like my bet. Like this is my, yeah. this succeeds. I get to, you know, go hang out in Tahoe with, with um steven, with steven. Doesn't yes. if this doesn't succeed i gotta go get a job so <laughs> you know i'm not sleeping at night and yeah um you know there's there's someone in 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 uh taiwan saying oh you didn't pass this test or or you know could you just they actually the craziest one and i'm sorry if i'm going too deep here but um, no you know uh they, they said to me can you send me the bar we need a printout of the barcode for the outside box for the case pack I'm like, why would you need to print on the barcode? How can we screw that up? Like, nope, we need one. So we have our supplier. It's like on their checklist. So we have our supplier. I ask her to mail a printed barcode. She doesn't. We go back to her. She, she does. Takes 10 days. I get an email from Kensington. It's a photo of the barcode. You know, this print up. He's like, this is not scannable. And they screwed it up. And, you know, this is like for the warehouse. It's not even a part of the product, right? Yeah. But Kensington knows that this happens because they have that experience. And they're dealing with, you know, thousands of SKUs and yep. you know, they, 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 they don't, they, 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 everything needs to be perfect. And that was part of their checklist. And I just couldn't believe it because each one of these things delayed launch a week, you know, at least. Did you feel better knowing that they were, go, like, they were the ones that were handling all of the things that were going along, wrong, and you didn't have to be the only person having to troubleshoot that? Um, it was 
well, first of all, Jonathan and Martin has a lot of experience, which is great. Our, our partners in Asia um, that we work with, one of which he's worked with for, for 20 years and then the Nanoblock partner we've been working with for two years on customs. So I think collectively we do have a lot of experience. I think doing it with Kensington made the product better. There's no yeah. question because, yeah. um, because they just asked stuff that we don't, you know, that we hadn't asked. They did yeah. additional testing that we, we wouldn't have done, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, you know, just, just forced me to really tighten up our operations in a way that, um, at lower volumes, we yes. able to kind of, kind of handle ourselves. Um, and we're there, you know, I think, and, and, you know, my dream is that, um, we have a couple other products that we sell that we can bring those to Kensington and, and potentially do this on other products or, or innovate and, and bring them other products. Um, but this is an amazing start and we have to kind of earn that right. And right. They, they were hugely patient with us. And, and I was, I was just very honest, you know, I think it, it actually helped that we were able to get together in person. Yes. Um, so, you know, they said they do it by phone, but their, their office happens, happens to be, I'm in Oakland, California. Yeah. Um, and actually during COVID, uh, my main contact also lives in Oakland, California. He came over. I have this really funny picture of him with his mask and gloves, with his mask and gloves on in my backyard. Um, you know, with trees and grass around him and, and 10 samples in his hand because I had to get him samples. Yeah. Um, and we just had to figure it out. So, and so, you know, four months felt like forever for me. Uh, yeah. And he told me at the end of the process, the fastest they've ever launched a product. Um, wow. And so, you know, it's just a totally different uh, expectation in a big company, small company. And we knew that going in, but the fact that with, with you know, so the first purchase order, um, so part of what I negotiated, so I negotiated two things, right? One was the okay. price. Yes. Um, and, you know, I don't want to go into the details, but. It, no, you don't have to. Significantly less than what I was selling direct to CEW for, but that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then uh, the second was I really wanted uh, a minimum order quantity because my costs are, are affected by that. And I just want, you know, we're going to go through all this. And so the first PO they cut was um you know for uh was that you know the first PO they caught was for sixty thousand dollars um and you know hopefully uh you know they cut a lot more uh once we sell through so um you know that's kind of the way we I decided to structure it mm -hmm. um really say that if you want if you want to do this deal I need some commitment um up front it's not a very big commitment for them um but it is a, 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 a commitment to me that will allow me to get my minimum order quantities and, and just yes. if it totally fails, at least we, we, um, we, we get a little bit back, but I have no reason to think it's gonna totally fail. But No, it doesn't sound like it uh, at know, this point. I think, you know, and um, so now with the licensing deal that we did with C-Slide, um, we, I worked with your negotiation coaches and, mm -hmm. um, you know, they offered a, a, a royalty that um, that your team told me was more than fair. Um, we did negotiate. Uh, we kind of use that strategy that, that you teach around, okay, um, it's not about a minimum guarantee, but it's about, hey, if you don't hit your milestones in the first year, I need to be able to take it back. Yeah. And so um, we have a minimum royalty payment of $30,000 in the first 12 months. Um, and if they don't hit that, then I have the right to take it back. Right. Uh, and so um, that was the approach we used with with C slide very much 
following um, the invent right process and mm-hmm. um, leaning on the coaches and and you know with 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 iBlock when I had a product already set up and with Amazon I said you know what maybe licensing isn't the right solution for you right now because you've already done a lot of the work and you know um, and so you know we spent a year running the business and then ultimately got this this kind of hybrid wholesale deal together. Oh my gosh! I mean, so. I'm going to ask you this one question. Yeah. Yeah. Was it worth it? Was it um, all worth it? Um, my goal is to be able to look at my friends I used to get drunk with and say, I'm going to be an iBlock millionaire uh-huh. and show and show them a bank account that says iBlock in a million dollars. That is what drives me on this. Yeah. Um, and um, the... Uh, well, you know, this was, this was a side hustle that became my main hustle. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, the first half of this year, I've made no money. I haven't taken a dollar out of the business. Mm-hmm. I've actually, I've actually had to borrow money to pay for the inventory because uh, as you know, a company like Kensington has, has payment terms and, yes. um, you know, so I'm not going to get paid for a while still. Uh, so, um, from a financial standpoint, what have I been better off? having a job the last six months, probably. Um, but would I trade the last six months for anything? No way. I mean, how amazing is it to get to that feeling um, really yesterday when it, when Kensington posted a press release that we had drafted together that said, yes. um, you know, we we'd actually gotten a sell sheet a couple of weeks ago and they're, they're beautiful and that was amazing. kind of a step in the right direction. And, and the mm-hmm. PO was awesome. But I think seeing that press release, um, there's no going back. Like, uh, yeah. you know, this is happening. And I think you'll be earning, I'll think you, I think you'll be making the money back that you have most likely borrowed. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I, so. I, I, I foresee yeah. that. Yeah. I foresee this being, you know, like there is a tremendous p- amount of patience and persistence that yeah. comes into, you know, taking this and continuing to push and continuing to, I mean, it's, it would, you know, you, you keep, you just keep going and you keep going. And then now the press releases, you know, and, and I mean, it just kind of like, and so that patience of that checking account getting to the (laughs) the million dollars, if you can be as, if you can be as patient, as you have been with this, you know, the process and everything that you've done, um, then it's just kind of waiting for the the checks to start coming in <laughs> for your royalties. And yeah. that's again, a matter of just timing. Uh, so, uh, well, and I'd, I'd say a couple things happened, right? I think one is, um, uh, okay, you zoom out and it's been seven or eight years and it looks like I was super patient, but you know, every day I'm, impatient because i want the next step to happen fast yeah um, yeah <laughs> and um so i don't think anyone would describe me as patient although if you if you look back it does look that way kind of you get to rewrite history um, yes and i think uh you know it, i i do believe things happen for a reason and and um you know the fate of going to a wedding and talking to a guy who used to be a producer on shark tank you know yeah. Well, you know, and then, you know, landing up in 
Kensington's building again. Even that building, that there, that yeah. story in and of itself is yeah. just like freaky. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> and so and and even actually the client, I was really arguing with the client because I wanted to work remote, and it's only an hour drive. I just that's part of my current lifestyle is that I don't have to commute, and so but he insisted I come to the office, and then I was in the same building. It was really wild. Um, and you know, I think the other thing about this lock-in, um, you know. We're, this if this product is going to work this is the time everyone's working from home um you know uh we we if you go on our website we also launched uh some more kind of rapidly launched consumer focused ones and now we have smiley faces and poop emojis and donuts my god i and, want the oh the poop emoji yeah. for sure yeah that's that's yeah, a good one yeah i ivoc.com or amazon.com it's up there and um, you know, because we had all this experience in doing the custom stuff, we, we said, you know, let's try to, um, and, and John actually went a little overboard. He designed 17 different designs for the, for the iBlock, the, for MacBooks. And now there's, you know, all these different camo and rainbow and space. Um, but because we had this, this, uh, partner with Seaslide, actually, they, they now manufacture for retail for us, essentially. Yeah. Um, because they have the capabilities and they can do short runs. So um, if it was ever going to work, now's the time. Yeah. And I think if it fails, I, I'll be able to sleep because I know that I gave it, my, I, get, I gave it its best chance. I mean, being in, in uh, Kensington's catalog and, uh, you know, I couldn't, they actually are the perfect partner for right now on the professional side. And, you know, it's funny because it's actually a competitive industry now. There's, you know, there's hundreds hundred plus webcam covers on Amazon now. Um, mm -hmm. And so how do we differentiate? And, um, you know, we decided to work with a professional on Amazon to manage our Amazon store because, um, you know, and, and actually we hired him three weeks ago or a month ago and he doubled our sales in the first week. So, wow. Amazing. You know, we're just, we're just kind of learning. Um, Cause at first two years, we really decided not to focus on direct to consumer because doing these promotional deals, um was really our focus because it was just easier to get the big numbers uh mm -hmm. with less effort so um yeah you know with, with uh, less hoops to jump through correct um, so uh it's i don't know i i, I it's it's started as a joke became serious now it's just you know makes you smile um and uh i'm i, I really have a lot you know in then right um you know, I think I talked to Andrew before I signed on and I, I did the coaching, like the private coaching program. I'm not sure what you call yes. it. Yes. Yep. The personal, um, the boot camp. Mm -hmm. The person, yeah. Because I just, I just felt like I had kind of a kind of unique specific need. Um, but I found the video super helpful, the articles, I read all the books um, and that mindset. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of my products is not patented and it's being distributed globally. And so, um you know that idea that 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 you don't necessarily have to have a patent. Right. Um, in my case, you know, in my case, it was a little further than just having design. We had kind of refined the manufacturing process. Right. Um, you know, with our partner in Asia, um, but um, you know, you know, maybe the next time it will just be a licensing deal, or with you know, like I said, on the promotional side, it was just a straight licensing deal, the way you guys describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, you can, I mean, we exactly what we teach, you can license with or without a patent. So the fact that you didn't have a patent on one of, you know, on one of the 
uh, products, but then you did acquire a patent on, I mean, there, there's so many different, you know, ways that you can structure things. And yeah. so um, working, working through the process and, and learning all the ins and outs of things. And I mean, uh, yes, you, you say you weren't patient, uh, but we see it as definitely being patient. Uh, so yeah. uh, we want to yeah. be able to, I mean, anywhere that you're basically, you know, selling, we'll, we're going to, we'll put it on the podcast link as well. Because mm. um, we mm. want to share, I, I mean, your story is mm. just wonderful. I, I just love I the story and the experience that you went through and not giving up and you know just all these different things that kind of came together and although we don't necessarily talk about like there being an element of having a, a faith and having a belief and um but that obviously played a huge part in all these different scenarios and situations that happened with the office and you know i mean that just kind of gives you boost goosebumps but things happen for a reason. And like you had mentioned, do you believe that, you know, things do happen for a reason and things happen for at the time that it's supposed to happen as well. So timing was a part of this process and, um, and believing in your products, obviously, and believing in the process and finding partners and building relationships with them. And I loved um, you. I think you bringing an authentic element, like, talking about when you were in the meeting and slamming the boxes down at the table I'm like you have to also be true to yourself like you have to just be yeah. real and you have to be authentic yeah. and yeah. um uh, and, and and sometimes you have to do that to really make people understand and really help them to understand um the yeah. potential of things and so yeah. I I just love I love that part too yeah <laughs> One more kind of, you know, the prototyping is, it's really, it just reminded me, I forgot this part of the story, but we had, I mentioned we had a new product and we wanted to add a second hole and make it thinner because it's a new MacBook. Um, well, we got this meeting and it came together very fast. We sent our drawing to a metal shop the day before in Fremont and on the way picked up three prototypes. And so had these prototypes for about an hour and a half before we showed them to Kensington. Um, to say, you know, this is what we're going to build for you, um, which is, you know, eerily parallel to me, you know, going to the 3D printer in DC and saying, oh yeah, we have a product. So um, you don't have to uh, make it perfect. Um, no. You know, whether it's whether it's a drawing or a physical prototype, I think there is a lot of technology now. You can get a physical prototype, especially because it's not not does not have electronics or even things that do pretty pretty low cost. Yeah, I agree. I mean, using your resources, the library, I know a lot of local libraries have 3D printers and have yeah, 3D printing yeah. classes. And yeah. so using the free resources that are available, um, even at local libraries is, is so yeah. great. So um, yeah. uh, I love that you were able to do that. Oh, that's my, Woo, that's your dad. <laughs> I've, been, I've been running away from him all morning. I'll, I'll call. I've been trying to, uh, you know, while working from home, and and uh, I even worked from home before. So, um, but now he's home, not at school. Oh, okay. Um, well, everyone can relate to that. But absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been great, and um, I I appreciate the chance to tell the story, and appreciate all that you guys have done, and 
and uh, the time that, that, that Terry and Andrew and the whole team has spent with me over the years, um, and all the free resources you guys have out there. You know, I think there's a lot out there that people can learn. Yeah, absolutely. Well. <laughs> but there's nothing like having someone be able to tell me, um, you know, okay, this this is a reasonable, this is a reasonable request. This is not a reasonable request because you guys have seen it a lot. Yes, no, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, CJ, for, you know, being with us today and being a student of the program and, and talking about your experience and your, and your process. And uh, we look forward to, you know, letting everybody know and um, hearing your story and uh, getting your, you know, seeing your product out there and everyone's PCs yeah. and Macs and computer, I mean, everything. So, yeah. You know, yeah. definitely for your information, we're going to post it on our page for everybody who's listening. So um, we yeah. can not only send if there's any like clips or sh of the show or any, you know, if we can post the actual show and then also post the product, we can yeah. put that on our page and we can send yeah. it out I'm, to I'm our also, community. I'm also the, I'm also the head of our... Uh online commerce and website uh, development. So I can, I can create a little uh, code, uh, discount code for you guys if you'd like. Oh, beautiful, yeah, um, so send me, that will be great. Yeah. So let's do that, send me all of those resources that we yeah. have so we can put it on our page. And then we yeah. will, um, we would love to help you out in any way we can and um, yeah. look forward to finding, you know, as you're working with Kensington, obviously you said you had a other yeah. couple products that you want to bring to them, but yeah. keep us updated with what your journey continues to be like and keep envisioning that million dollars in your bank account because I think you've just yeah. gone way too, you, you've gone way too far. It's just, it's just a matter of time, <laughs> CJ. Awesome. All right. Thanks, thanks so much, Sylvia. Thank you. You have Good a great time. day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right, thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Key to Licensing, One Simple Idea, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can also check out our YouTube shows, VentRight TV, with Stephen Key and Andrew Kraus. Join me next week for another interview. Thank you for listening, and keep inventing. Keep inventing.